Welcome to a podcast with Aaron Schultz. Men's mental health matters. Live life with an outback mind. Thank you so much for joining in today. <clears throat> Pardon me, episode 215. Now, <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> God, sorry about that. <laughs> We have a, uh, a link between uh, guts and our mental health that's um, commonly spoken about but not really understood and recognised. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing how our bodies work and how that affects uh, us, us above the shoulders primarily. And if our colon is clean and working well, then we're going to be clear above the shoulders. I've got no doubt about that, you know. There's so many people that are, that are struggling with mental health problems out there that probably don't need to be, that maybe haven't uh, been given the right advice or direction uh, in, uh, in some way, shape or form and, uh, and basically taken um, their, their, their power back to be able to, to make some changes themselves and uh, you know, created some autonomy for themselves. So today we have two very special guests. Uh, we have Isaac Witten and his mum, Joe Witten. So... Isaac Carr was a young fella, uh, age 13, that was struggling uh, with severe OCD and anxiety. Um, his mum took him to the doctor, they medicated him, uh, they didn't agree that medication was the way to go, so they explored other options and what uh, could be possible to be able to help Isaac heal. So. From there, they discovered uh, what was, what's called the GAPS diet, uh, removing oil, flour, sugar, uh, dairy, wheat, uh, refined foods and so forth from Isaac's um, food intake. Now, over a short period of time, they noticed a, a difference, but over a few weeks and a few months, his OCD disappeared, his anxiety disappeared, his depression disappeared. And uh, ever since, he's been an amazingly vibrant, inspiring young man. <clears throat> Pardon me. So... So it just goes to show, um, you know, particularly for young people um, that may be struggling, that uh, a simple thing like a diet change can just have a huge impact on uh, on someone's life and, and help them take their power back. So you look at modern society, kids are pushed to McDonald's consistently, KFC, Hungry Jacks. You know, I was at uh, a school in Rockhampton the other day and across the road there was a McDonald's, you know, so we're not doing much as a society to, uh, to disencourage people away from uh, unhealthy uh, options and habits. So we're going to explore all that today with Joe and Isaac. Um, Joe has an amazing business called Cool Quirky Cooking, uh, which is all around trying to um, you know give people recipes and ideas on how they can actually clean their diet up and get away from those, uh, I suppose, <clears throat> poor uh, choices of oil, sugar, salt, fat, um, refined foods and so forth, you know, that we're probably more accustomed to in, uh, in modern society because it's sort of pushed to us uh, quite considerably. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy this chat and really hope you can share this one with others because I think it can have an impact, particularly from a young man's point of view. So um, please, uh, please get it out there if you can. Uh, also, uh, if you're able to support the Outback Mind Foundation, I'd really appreciate it. We pretty much rely, uh, rely on donations. 
We're doing lots of work to be able to help our men uh, improve their mental health throughout regional Australia. We have a really reactive culture with regards to the way we approach mental health. We're trying to change that to help guys be, be proactive. So any support you can give us will help us uh, you know, get out there and do more work. If you want to jump on the website, outbackmind.org.au, I'd be really grateful. Uh, have a look at what we do. Maybe do a fundraiser or make, maybe make a donation. I'd really, uh, really be grateful. So... Uh, Hope you enjoyed this chat uh, with uh, with the guys and I. Please email me with your feedback to support at outbackmind.org.au. Hello there, Joe and Isaac. Hello. Hey, how yeah. are you going? How are you? Very well. Really appreciate you, well. uh, you joining me today. Now, you're up in the Atherton Tablelands, is that right? That is correct, yes. Yeah. What's yeah. it like up there? Hot? A little bit warm at the moment. Yep, it's not too bad. Not as hot as Cairns, but it's, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, warmed up. It's good this morning, though. It's got a nice breeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're here at the moment. Would you rather be hot or cold? Hot. Oof. Yeah, I would have to say hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. Like, I, I was in Tassie for a long time and down south, and I, this is my third summer up in Queensland, and um, I really, uh, really appreciate it, you know. It's uh, it's so nice just to be warm, and, um, uh, yeah, it does, uh, it does help your, your body and mind sort of function a little bit more clearly, I reckon, too. I think mm-hmm. the sunshine is important for me so yeah living in a cold climate where you have to be inside all day would no i wouldn't like that that's true, yeah <laughs> that's right and that, that's an important thing you know like we are we, we do need to get sunlight on our bodies and um yeah uh, what that can actually do for our energy levels and our um uh, the, you know the way we feel emotionally i think is you know really really important yeah, sure is. Now, a uh, very interesting, uh, you know, conversation we're going to have here, which um, will help a lot of people in regional areas sort of understand the link between, you know, what uh, what's happening between our, our ribs and our, our hips in our, in our stomach area uh, and what that actually does to us uh, above the shoulders and how we feel, you know, physically and mentally with regards to the way our diet contributes to our health. So, you know, it's really interesting, Joe, and, uh, you know, you, you, you've done some amazing things with regards to quirky cooking and being able to get some awareness out there, but it all pretty much started with, with Isaac's journey, um, you know, maybe 10 years ago nearly with regards to, you know, correcting his health. Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was already trying to work on our health, but back then it was more about the food intolerances and the... Um, we had both Isaac and I had very low weight gain. We were we were underweight and um, we were just low energy and sick all the time. And I didn't realise that that was connected with gut health. It was just I thought it was food intolerances or mm. something. And so I was limiting our diets, trying to do gluten free, dairy free, sugar free, all the things free mm. um, to to help. Um, But I didn't realise I was treating symptoms, not root cause. (laughs) Mm, Yeah, yeah. and then then as gut health just continued to worsen, which it often does for people who limit their diet quite strictly, um, at first it seems to help, and then you go downhill worse and Mm. start having even more troubles, and then that's when the anxiety and all the mental health stuff began (laughs) when Mm. Isaac was about 11, I Mm. think. I think yeah. I think we were we were always sort of the uh, the family in the in the church that was sort of the healthier sort of ones. We would we would be looked at as sort of the foodies and that among our friend groups and school and things like that. But um, even so, I would take every opportunity I could to go to grandma's and eat some you know Ritz crackers or go and eat cake at friends' houses and popcorn and whatever else you know whatever I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, because I hadn't really had any severe um, symptoms of 
uh, what I would later be diagnosed as OCD. I, I never really sort of um, took it very seriously and I, I ate, ate what I wanted to and then at home I'd eat really good whole food meals for the most part. Um, but that all sort of changed, yeah. So it was in, it was 2013 when it initially took off and that would have been early to mid-2013 and that was when I was, lear- I was in year seven and I was learning about... Um, I was learning about diseases in my science schoolwork. That was the unit that I was doing. So things like polio, malaria, pneumonia, things like that, all these different diseases. And I started finding – sorry, I'll just check it in case you had any questions to guide this. Otherwise, I'm just going to go off on my own little tangent. All right. <laughs> You're all right. Go ahead. Um, so I start, this is sort of where I started noticing something was up. Something was up. I started acting funny uh, without really realizing why I was doing it. Like I was repeating actions. I was saying keywords over and over. I was, I was writing a certain way with my pencil in my school book so that I wouldn't get these diseases. And so it was all, it was all centered around my mind, which of course later we found out was to do with obsessions in OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was so worried about getting these diseases in my book that I had to uh, write a certain way. I had to think of a slightly uh, less severe disease before I walked through a doorway, or I had to, I had to t- click the light off while saying I'm not sick or something, you know, in my head. Um, and I had to, you know what I mean? Like I had to get it all just right. And, 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 and I had no idea what this was about at the time. I thought, why am I acting superstitious? What is this? You know, it's, it's, I couldn't, I didn't know why I was doing it, but I would walk back and forth through doorways. I'd walk back and forth on the road. I'd be riding my scooter or my bike down the street and, and, um, I'd be, you know, going back and forth. And it was all to do with these, these fears that were in my mind. It all started with, with my year seven school book. <laughs> I remember him sitting at the table cause I homeschooled the kids and he'd be sitting at the table trying to do his work. And then he'd just start crying and like scribbling out what he was writing or rubbing it out with his eraser over and over and he just couldn't even get a page finished because he was so anxious you know Mm -hmm. while he was doing it that he would get the disease if he wrote about it Mm -hmm. that he'd just keep rubbing it out yeah 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 makes sense yeah he was about 11 i think oh that was yeah that was when i was 11 12 yeah jeez um oh look i'm I'm having flashbacks for 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 some of my own sort of ocd behaviors when i was young possibly which may have been linked to to what i was eating but uh jeez you know Amazing, and, and um, did you have any any issues like coming through? Um, I suppose your early years, like you know, leading up to say you know your, your 10, uh, 10 year age, uh, you know, bracket. We we sort of quite healthy and vibrant up until then. Funnily enough, I, I was for the most part. At least it didn't affect my personality. But when I now that I look back, I see mm-hmm. I see sort of early signs of OCD. I remember. Yes times when I was six or seven years old I would I would be walking past the kitchen table I'd touch one side of it and then I'd go touch the opposite side so it's mm, symmetrical yeah. and then I would like um I'd be afraid of random things like I was afraid of clowns I was afraid of Santa I was afraid of <laughs> clowns is <laughs> okay to be fair to be fair, <laughs> to be fair a lot of kids are a bit freaked out about clowns but anyway um <laughs> Let me think. Uh, what else did I do? I was always very pedantic about my bedroom being clean, and my brother was not that way, and we shared a bedroom for most of my childhood, oh, so sorry. that was always stressful. <laughs> no doubt. I just remember him being a bit a bit sensitive. You know, like I always thought, oh, it's just his personality. Mm. He's a sensitive child, and, like, you know, I don't know, things like the tap going too fast into the bathtub would freak him yeah. out or, or getting a haircut, that sensory stuff, you know, he yeah. would freak out every time I gave him a haircut um, and and he would get constipated very quickly oh, yep. from dairy. Yep. And so 
when he had dairy. So that's one of the foods that we had to really limit. But if he had dairy, he'd sometimes be very lethargic for about two weeks, mm. just laying around and not able to do much and constipated. And so I, I knew there was something going on, but I just didn't really know what to do back then. Jeez, mm. yeah, amazing. And, um, you know, well done and congratulations for actually, like, you know, t- tackling the problem, I suppose, you know, mm. more holistically. But um, so what happened from, from there, like when Isaac was sort of presenting with these issues, you know, at 11 and around then, obviously you went to a GP and, uh, and got some advice around uh, what to do with regards to the anxiety that was coming from, um, from the way he was feeling? Kind of. Um, we, we did once go to Christina. Yeah, we did yeah. and we didn't really feel like we got much help. Mm. Um, so I went to what I always fall back on, which is food mm. and because I, like I was just learning more and more about the power of food. And even though my understanding of gut health was still pretty basic, I knew that there was something to do with the gut and I knew there was something to do with healthy eating that would help. I just knew it. Mm. And um, so I would, when he got really anxious, he also had a phobia of a little girl that lived up the street. Yeah, yep. Um, for absolutely no reason. She'd never done anything to him and they were, you know, she just ran in and out of our house playing and stuff. But he had a phobia of her and he'd run into the bedroom and lock the door and start crying if she came over. And um, and I was like, what's going on? He's so anxious all the time and he's really superstitious and it's really odd. I'd never really, I didn't know what OCD was. I thought it was just washing your hands because you had you were scared of germs. That's all I thought it was. Mm. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. But I thought, well, maybe if I, so we were already doing pretty much well, mostly gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. So I said, I'm going to go grain-free and all the other things. Um, <laughs> and I started pulling back on, you know, really trying to make food really healthy and all that. And I would find that he would start to pull out of it when he wasn't having all the starchy foods. Mm. And he would he would sort of settle down and balance out a bit. And, and then I'd be like, well, that was probably coincidence. Like, that can't be right. Mm. And so things would creep back in. I'd be like, no, nah, he's okay. He's okay. He was just going through a stage. And then he'd go downhill again. And then I'd pull back on the food again and he'd go up and I'd, you know, it was just this roller coaster of mm. just, I didn't really have anyone telling me this is what you should do. And I was just kind of experimenting really and trying to figure out what helped. Um, so that was, you know, early on when he was 11, 12. Mm, mm. But then um, with, yeah, it wasn't consistent and I didn't really understand much about gut health back then. And, yeah, and then we got to when he was about 13 and that's when everything crashed really badly. Mm, so that was that was a year after. So, yeah, we had gone and seen a doctor and she offered to give me a blood test. At the time, I was too scared. So I was like, no, nah, it's all right. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> and so we never really sort of got any further um, and we just sort of went, okay, uh, we didn't get a di- diagnosis at that time because I guess we didn't know how to phrase what was going on, did we? Um, and so, oh, hold on, I'm getting a call. I'll just quickly. Sure, right. no worries. So, yeah, so that's interesting. I just, um, you know, one thing that came to me there was, you know, you know. Obviously, you sought help through the clinical model, but uh, you didn't get the guidance that you were looking for again. Um, not at first. So we, we ended up going uh, a year later, and we did get a formal diagnosis because basically that was sort of because I'd figured out what it was by then. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Well, 
and I think the 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 symptoms were a lot more uh, yeah. acute at that time, and, and so we were sort of able to better, you know, get that diagnosis. But but um, basically, you go ahead. I was just going to say he was so young that he had a hard time explaining what was going on. That's true. Too. In his head, yeah. and so didn't understand. All we knew was that he was acting weird, but we didn't know what he was thinking and what was happening inside of his mind. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, when he tried to talk to the doctor, it just was was like, what? Mm, I, I know <laughs> um, that feeling, Isaac. Like I said, yeah. you've got knots in your stomach and you just can't get anything out of your, out of your mouth. Yep, yeah. that's right. Yep. And, and it's really hard, I think, for children to um, verbalise what's going on and so he would just cry and mm. scream and just like this really happy kid usually, um, you know, that was always good-natured and never threw tantrums or anything. He was just such a good-natured kid. And then suddenly he's crying and screaming all the time mm. because he didn't know how to verbalise what he was feeling. Yeah. And this is at, like, 13. Mm. Mm, um, but I remember sitting down at the computer one night and just doing the whole Google thing, you know, what 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 could this be? Um, and suddenly something came to mind um, a couple of years back on my Facebook page. I'd shared a meme that I thought was funny at the time and it was, um, I can't even remember what it said, but it was something about getting your OCD friend to come and help clean up your kitchen <laughs> or something. And I thought that OCD was cleaning and, you know, I can't remember, it was some kind of thing that was supposed to be funny and someone, um, you know, reproved me on my page and said, OCD is not a funny thing. It's not something to joke about. It's really serious. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, and I deleted it. But that stuck in my mind and I thought, what is OCD? I was sitting at the computer and I'm thinking about his symptoms. I'm like, what actually is OCD? And I looked it up and he had every single one of the symptoms, which was much more than being afraid of germs and mm. cleaning a lot. It was <laughs> phobias of people. It was repeating, um, actions. repeating actions. It was com obsessive compulsive. It was every single thing on the list. Tick, 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 tick. And I was like, oh. Oh, dear. So that's yeah. when we went to the doctor for the second time and said, this is what we think it is. And then that was when we got a confirmation and... Diagnosis. Yeah. Yep. So they, they, they sort of took the uh, pharmaceutical approach uh, first up? That's yep. right. Absolutely, yeah. So, so this was, yeah, so this was, this all, this all that we're speaking now happened about a year after the initial, so 2013 and then, and then it got better for a bit, as mum said, with the diet. And then it came back with a vengeance in the middle of 2014. So I was just turning 13 years old. And um, and that was when things just got absolutely out of hand. I couldn't even do schoolwork anymore. I couldn't even, I couldn't, I could barely walk around. I could, I could barely go to the toilet by myself. Mum was spoon feeding me. Um, I could barely climb up my ladder to go to bed on my bunk bed. I, like I, I had a shirt stuck on me for three hours once. I couldn't get it off. Um, things like that. It just got absolutely mental. And um, and so I remember trying to get my shoes on and go to the doctor because we're going to go to the doctor for a second time. And and um, I'm just struggling to get my shoes on. And then finally got them on and we went and got you know got in and. And, um, you know, I'm in the office and we're chatting to her. And then when we're done, I'm trying to, I'm like, oh, I want to go back in the room and sit on the chair again and sit up again. And just, oh, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it was just constant. You know what he I mean? He had to repeat everything over and over until he did it right. So sometimes he'd be in the car for 15 minutes trying to get his seatbelt off because mm. it had to be the right thought when he took it off or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes, like, we'd be, I'd be trying to get him to eat 
And he had this phobia of rocks closing in on him, like he was going to get suffocated by rocks. And so he couldn't wear anything grey because that was the colour of rocks. (laughs) And he couldn't, um, like, let a spoon or a fork touch his teeth because that... Uh, I don't know what it was, but that was just one of the things that I had to repeat constantly. So if I didn't touch it, I didn't have to repeat it. Yeah, Um, and so that's one of the reasons I end up spoon-feeding him because he took so long to eat that he wasn't eating hardly at all. mm, So I had to get food into him and um yeah he would just be you'd finally get him to bed like up the ladder and his his covers on because he'd take them off on off on off on for like 15 minutes um and he'd finally start to fall asleep then he'd just wake up with a start and start screaming at like 11 p.m and the whole house was just like all the kids i've got four kids and it was just really, really tough. Everyone was very, yeah, we were struggling. Mm-hmm. So when we went to the doctor and she suggested med- medication, I was like, yep, because we are not coping, so let's start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm going to work on everything natural I can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was just like half a tablet of antidepressant every night that I was taking at first. And um, and basically, yeah, within a week I was, I was at least, you know, 50%, 60% of it was gone. I was able to go back to doing my schoolwork and doing all that but obviously it was a temporary solution uh, and it wasn't going to last forever <laughs> mm-hmm. so we had to do some other things in the background that's for sure jeez i tell you what Isaac it's interesting like you talk about that repetition like I went through a stage myself when I was a kid of just you know having to touch something and then go back and touch it again and all that and yeah uh, yeah yeah I reckon it may may have something to do with the stimulation you get from sugar possibly I, I, I don't know but uh, yeah that, that that moved on with with me maybe around same age sort of 13 14 you know but I had this sort of thing where I'd I'd have to touch the table and then touch the table again and um, mm. you know all that sort of stuff and um, yeah I, I understand where you're coming from I don't think it's been something that's been a problem for me ever since but I know I did uh, go through a period like that but um Mate, it's interesting. Um, obviously, you know, the pharmaceutical um, uh, support uh, helps. And, um, you know, how long were you actually on that for before mum sort of started to, uh, you know, come up with some magic potions and start to get you on track? I think it was pretty well right away, wasn't it? Because we... we... I, I, I was very much... I'm an all or nothing kind of person and I jumped straight into diet. As I mean, we were already working on diet, but I jumped in hardcore. Yeah, so we... <laughs> Yeah. So I, I believe I got antidepressants around uh, probably middle of July or maybe start of July 2014. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, we within uh, three months, we were on, or two and a half months, we were on full, uh, sorry, intro gaps, which is like if you've done that before, that's one of the most strict diets you can be on. Mm. Mm. Never heard of uh, that one before. And, uh, you know, that was the journey, yeah, that really helped me a lot. Yeah. And by September... He was off all medication. Mm. Oh, wow. It was September. No, no, oh, September 2015. Okay, so it was September. Sorry, yeah. it was a year later. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, September 2015, he was off all medication, and that was when you were 14 years I old? I was 14, yep. Yeah, and he's 21 now and never been back on. Yeah. Amazing. So, did you have any ambivalence with regards to changing your food? Were you sort of hooked on some donuts and that sort of stuff that you weren't too keen to give away? Uh, I th- I, to be honest, I think, look, I, I did I did feel pretty, um, uh, yeah, hesitant at the thought of a two-year-long diet. That was obviously very daunting for me at first, especially when you think of – but, see, it's funny. Once we jumped in, uh, and people with children that have done GAPS before will be able to say the exact same thing. 
it's as if there's an initial shock and then when you get into it it's just it's, it's for me at least it was almost exciting every day it was like thinking about what was the next thing that i could eat and mm. and what can we eat with this diet it was no longer what can't i eat it's what can i eat and so i would i'd be freaking out with excitement at the thought of pumpkin pancakes which were just <laughs> pumpkin and egg fried in a pan and i could have that at stage three gaps and then you know there was like I'd be looking online, when can I start stage four? When can I start bringing in fruit and nuts? When I, You know what I mean? Like, And mm. and I would just be, you know, all the time I would, I'd be just stoked for what was next. And um, He was he was so, um, well, his OCD personality came out oh, there. And he, he researched the protocol so well that I would say, oh, you can have some of this. And he'd be like, no, mum, I can't have that yet. He'd know. <laughs> he knew what foods he could have when. And um, he was totally bored and the whole family did it together mm. um when i first told the other kids that this is what we're going to do to help zach they kind of freaked out and there was a few slammed doors about not having bread <laughs> <laughs> um but within a within a week or two we all settled in but it was really delicious food it was very nourishing and kind of that wholesome almost comfort food like you know the soups and the stews mm. and the mm. and the stocks and the rolls and the um soft cooked meat veggies plenty of butter and good good fats mm. and then we were bringing in avocado and egg yolks and um we started to bring in foods and um little by little you start to bring in more and more food so you start quite narrow and then you expand as you can cope with foods and you you just add in one food at a time wait three days Add in another food if you didn't react, you know, it's it's a slow progression. Mm. But within probably four months, we were on a really quite a varied diet, and um, and it just expanded as we went along. And um, I noticed the difference with Isaac, even though he was on medication at first, it was almost like he was dulled down. You know, mm. like antidepressants can really. Um, yeah, I could make you in a fog. He felt like he was in a fog, mm, yes. a bit. and it and it calmed down the, you know, the the mental health stuff. But it was also kind of foggy to mm. be on those antidepressants. But mm. as as his gut began to heal, he became much more vibrant. And then the difference when he came off the antidepressants completely was interesting because I remember he was working at a. Um, grocery store on the cash registers and he said mum it's so easy to add up numbers now it's like my brain's not foggy now <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I'm yeah. off the medication something something happened and I just felt because I cause was was it that we ran out the box ran out yeah. and we had to go to the we were, to get we were on holidays in Perth and he ran out of medication anyways and I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a million dollars I'm like in there just you know my mind was clear I felt like I was handling the customers better I just felt like everything was sort of moving more clearly. And then I, I, I sort of thought, I wonder whether, because I've been off this medication for three days, whether, you know, it's, it, yeah. Because, I mean, I was panicked to a degree. I was like, am I going to get feel sick again now that, medication, now that I'm, you know, I'm off medication for a few days? But I felt, I felt on top of the world, to be honest. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah well, it was I, all that so foundation work we'd done, obviously. Joe, what do you think it is? Uh, you, 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 we talk about brain fog and that, but obviously the body is smarter than, than, than us, isn't it? It's giving us mm. feedback consistently and obviously there's, um, there's, there's you know, a signal there to say that something's not right, so that's why you're not clear. You know? um, what do you think it is that's going on uh, in your gut that's actually causing that? 
Um, well, oh, my voice is echoing. Yeah. Um, when we were on a stage, they say that when you pull back on the starchy food, mm. of course, the bacteria in your gut, the, the overgrowth of bad bacteria, well, the bacteria that has been um, causing issues because it's overgrown in your gut and your mm. microbiome's all out of balance, mm. that bacteria is screaming for sugar. Mm. And right at first when you deprive it of sugar, it causes all sorts of horrible symptoms like the brain fog and the, the cravings and the anger and the anxiety and the um, headaches and exhaustion. That That's why we say, that's why we recommend um, changing the diet slowly, adding in healing foods before taking out all the starchy foods because as you do it slowly you don't get such a big reaction but mm. i found fog was a big one for us um just at first when that bacteria was sort of all out of balance but as that sort of all comes into balance and you're not feeding your body all those sugars and refined sugars and starches mm. um and you start to have better energy levels because you're having the good fats and you've got the protein in there um the the microbiome just so much more balanced i found that my thinking is so clear so isaac and i are very similar mm. um and i have in in a smaller sort of way i've had some of the symptoms that he's had but he just had it times 100 <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. um but both of us had really have really improved from a very whole food, low starch filling diet, which is mm. what GAPS is. Mm. Uh, and the brain fog is one of the main things I noticed. If I get really slack and ha start having a lot of carbs and, and refined sugars and, sorry, refined flours and stuff like that, like if I'm out and about and I'm getting a bit slack, mm. um, I find my thinking is slower and my words are slower because I have a podcast and, and I'll notice on my interviews I'm not thinking fast, I'm mm. not speaking well, mm. but if I'm eating really well, it's like I'm so much sharper. Yes. Mm. I've got so much more energy and Isaac's the same. So that brain fog, yeah, it's very interesting. It's mm. it's one of the early symptoms for me that I need to tighten up on my diet. Yeah, yeah correcting things. It's amazing, isn't it, how we can just get, we can slip into the ease and the convenience of, uh, of food yeah. and, and that. But um, yeah, like that, that feedback that's what they should have been teaching us at school, really, like, you know, how to understand the links and how this is actually working for you and how that's not working for you and how to sort of be more in alignment, um, you know. Uh, you know, I sort of said in the intro here that um, I was at a school last week, uh, you know, a high school with, you know, a thousand kids and there's a McDonald's over the road and that's very frequented. And, um, you know, we're not doing much in modern society to be able to help kids, uh, you know, give, uh, give them the right messages on how to uh, how to fuel themselves properly. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, as a teenager, you become an adult and you're addicted to this um, sugary, salty, starchy food, which uh, is not yeah. great for you at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, it makes a huge difference to energy levels and brain function and anxiety like one of the um psychologists that i interviewed in america who's really worked well with depression and anxiety she will not work with a patient who refuses to go off to the gut and she mm -hmm. said it's no use 
Mm, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely it made a huge difference. And what I was going to say earlier, um, when we first started changing the diet, and, and it, it was, I should mention, it's more than just diet, and we did a lot of other things too, which we're happy to talk about, um, but the diet is so huge. And within weeks, Isaac was like so much cheer, more cheerful and happier. And I said to the psychologist, psychologist i said um I'm, i really want to start reducing his medication as soon as we can i said but i'm worried that the medication is what made him he's just so well now he's so happy he's he's back to his really cheerful self he's going to friends houses he's working you know he's doing his schoolwork. he's he's learning computers and languages he's doing so well and she said and I said I'm scared if I take him off the medication he's going to go back to where he was and she said no she said it's not the medication doing this it's whatever else you're doing really? she said you doctor has doubled the dose by now usually a doctor has doubled the dose by now yep mm. so yeah so she's you know it was only a few weeks in and she said usually the doctor's doubled the dose by now mm. So we just kept doing what we were doing and, yeah, eventually we were able to completely come off it. So, You know, such a, a key uh, message there, isn't it? You know, really, because most people just do what the doctor says, you know, uh, yeah. take, take this, you know, they'll sort you out. But, yeah. geez, you know, like, like how, how much, uh, you know, how powerful is that evidence with regards to your ability to be able to, you know, just change something up and, and give your body uh, something which is actually uh, supporting it rather than not supporting it. And, uh, you know, medication primarily isn't supporting you. Or, you know, it's giving you a mask possibly, but it doesn't actually give yeah. you a long-term solution. And, um, no. you know, we're, we're, we're so quick to be able to go to that. Unfortunately, Joe, you know, we've seen it in our lifetime. You're probably a similar age to me, but, you know, it was quite simple back in the day, but now it's just become complicated and diagnoses for, for a variety of different, um, you know, uh, things, but um, getting back to the simplicity of it all, you know, I, I actually studied holistic nutrition through a uni in America called the, the University of Natural Health, and I, mm -hmm. got, I got sent all these books which were written in the 19, you know, 20s and so forth, and um, oh, wow. uh, just about, you know, the, the functionality of, of humanology and, uh, and what we need to do to be able to give ourselves the, the fuel to, to, you know, work, work well um, physically and mentally and um, you know, sort of you look at the timeline and in the 30s there was a, a push towards the industrial or sort of the agricultural revolution and um, all of a sudden, you know, governments sort of lost focus with, um, with uh, you know, the, the essence of human well-being and started to support the industries and the industries dominated and then all of a sudden the pharmaceuticals, um, you know, uh, couple that and they, um, you know, they've actually lost touch with, uh, with the core of um, what it is to, uh, to, you know, be living physically and mentally well at the end of the day. Yeah, we have so much pressure on us in our society, not just with how far away our food has gotten from reality. Mm. There's so much fake food that is just normal, common, I guess, not normal, but common mm. in everybody's lives. But it's also the whole, like the way of life that we live is so different to, say, the 1920s, like the the stresses that we put on ourselves in our society and, and you've got to be everything, do everything, go everywhere, have your kids in every sport, every activity, every every day is full. There's no there's no time for downtime or slow, you know, that kids can't just wander around and play and be bored as much these days. And um, we found one of the 
things that helped the most. Both of my boys suffered from anxiety. My other son, was it was more panic attacks and that kind of thing. With Isaac, it was the OCD kind of anxiety. Mm. Um, but the thing that I fa- one thing that I found helped so much was as soon as they started to feel really anxious, let's go for a walk in nature. And off we'd go because we live in a country area. We could just walk down the street and we'd be amongst fields. And within 10 minutes, there, it was like, everything just calmed down we'd walk and talk and just enjoy nature and just that would make such a huge difference to how they were feeling Mm -hmm. and i think people in i feel i feel like we're a bit more blessed living in the country that we have that um opportunity to be surrounded by nature more um but it's such a part of it's it's what humans need and we've gotten so far away from that I can hear birds in the background. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but, but primarily, you know, Joe, I think by design we've been denatured. You know, really, yeah. we have. You know, when you we think have. about it, the way things have changed over the last few decades, uh, getting outside and getting, uh, you know, part of the or in, involved in the elements and being connected to the elements and actually realise that everything's trying to support you. You yeah. know, when you're in a nice flow state, for example, you actually see everything around it, um, you know, functioning as it actually is. And we're not agitated mm-hmm. by the mosquito as much and all those sorts of things, you know, and uh, we can actually start to work with the rhythm and the harmony of life rather than against it. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, 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 there's the things we probably knew when we were, you know, uh, little, little kids uh, but up to sort of the age of three or four, and then we sort of become disconnected from that. But um yeah, you know, mm. the, the most healthiest, happiest people that I know live simply and they live in nature and, uh, you know, yep. they're very supported physically and mentally as well by it as well, yeah. Um, Isaac, you want to talk about one of the things that helps you the most out here, walking? Um, yeah, I, um, I, I really enjoy because I, I basically moved out last year when I was 19 and, um, yeah, I, I basically uh, got a little place out on a farm with one of my friends and um yeah it's beautiful so i'll walk down the road um and there's there's just nobody around and it's just this 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 country road um you know fields on both sides it's just absolutely gorgeous and i'll walk up and down and pray and it's just it's you know it's it's absolutely therapeutic for me and um you know even even just going in my backyard and seeing the sunset every evening uh, i can see that my out of my kitchens i'll be washing dishes and watching the sunset and it's just it's just gorgeous. I just I just feel very humbled because not many people get to experience that sort of thing. And I think, mm. like in city areas and things like that, it, there's there's a lot less of that being able to sort of um, enjoy just yeah. the world around. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I agree. You know, and, and you know, it's a lifestyle choice, isn't it? You can be you can be stressed and anxious in a city environment, or you could actually come out to a country environment and probably live on less and, and expect or want less, and and have the simplicity yeah. and um. And that, mm. that, that is supporting you, you know, it really is. I, Joe, you know, I've, I've sort of um, been on the other side of the, the, the spectrum, you know, and you're very lucky to have a mother like um, Joe Isaac, uh, you know, to be able to guide you. But uh, I was sort of pushed down the realm of work hard, you know, get stuff, um, you know, have a good bank account, uh, be successful. But really that, that took me away from the essence of... Um, of what you just explained and that connection and that self-connection, uh, you know, and that self-love as a, as a man, as a, as a young person, which uh, we lose, you know. I'll give you an example. Uh, like I, I teach yoga and um, 
I've taught yoga to a lot of different people, like thousands of different people um, primarily. And um, one thing that really was clear to me years ago was I was teaching to private schools, um, uh, you know, year 11s, year 12s, and the kids were just completely stressed and anxious. And then I'd have homeschool kids come to my private classes and they were just like exactly what you were saying, just in this flow state consistently, you know, because they weren't stressed and anxious and they were just beautiful uh, heart-centered kids. So there's, yeah. a, there's a big lesson in that for me, you know, to be able to like get back to the truth of it all because when we get to the end of our life, we're going to be feeling more from our heart again rather than from our heads and stressed and anxious, you know. So the more mm. we can be in that space, yeah. the better, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a huge difference in, um, yeah, going to school and homeschooling. I've seen that. Um we were very thankful that we were homeschooling when Isaac was so unwell because he pretty much had to stop. He didn't do much school for about a year. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't I wasn't all stressed out about that because, like, if he was in a public school um, and he had stopped for a year, you know, he'd be so stressed about, I, I can't keep up, I can't keep up, I'm going to have yeah. to go back and do that grade again and be so stressed and anxious about it. But we just continued on wherever he could and he caught up again mm. and he graduated from grade 12. He learnt languages, he learnt computer coding, <laughs> you know, he did fine. And it just was in, it was, um, we were able to pull back when we needed to and mm. rest and slow down our lives and just really focus on healing mm. um, without that pressure being put on us of no you've got to keep up yes and i see a lot of it's funny but i see a lot of um especially young girls in grade 11 or 12 very very stressed because of school and the exams and all of that and then ending up with chronic fatigue or glandular fever or um yeah terrible gut health issues and we i work with a nutritionist and um teach gut health um programs and the amount of young yeah teenagers grade 11 and 12 that are really struggling it's it's huge the amount of uh, sorry the way that stress affects gut health is huge Mm, and so just helping our kids to um from a young age know how to um regulate stress and how to cope with it and how to to um slow down and pull away from what society is pushing constantly on you that you've got to be everything do everything make all the money Mm. be famous like just pull away from that and live Mm. simply and teach your kids that it's so important absolutely you know that that tension above the shoulders goes into the body and that causes disease doesn't it yeah absolutely you know and um yeah, the, the more we can do to release, release that tension or get away from that tension altogether, then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're putting ourselves in, a, uh, in an environment, um, you know, which can actually help us uh, live in harmony physically and mentally. And, you know, when we're out of, out of harmony, that's when we're getting the issues. And, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a pill for that primarily. And uh, that's not the right mindset, I don't believe. I believe, you know, there is a... Uh, need for medication sometimes like what you went through to be able to sort of get you through a period but it's not the be all and end all uh, consistently you know and um uh yeah i just think the body is smarter than us joe isn't it it's, it's always yeah. it's always gonna you know try and and, and work for you and, and give you good health but you just got to get it out of the road mm-hmm. sometimes you got to give it what it needs to do yeah. its job 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, not 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 what it needs, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, we we really need to to to, to make a noise about some of the uh, uh, the way um, society's sort of gone in this space. You know, like the example of the McDonald's across the road from a high school. Uh, you know, that's not a great start to uh, to you know uh, neuromarketing kids the right way. Uh, yeah. But but primarily as well, you look at the you look at the canteen menu, and it's a lot of the foods that you you got away from, which is still a staple on the menu as well. Yeah, yeah, it is worrying. Um, I've I've worked with some people who've tried to change canteen menus, and they've done the best they can, but it's super hard. Mm. Yeah, I think um, being able to feed your kids wholesome meals. Um, and teach them to eat nourishing food is super important. And one of the things that I'm really happy about is that Isaac really took responsibility for that himself. Mm. And as he researched, learnt about healing foods and we worked through that protocol, he really took that on board. And, of course, he has his ups and downs, but um, living on his own here, we had a, a young girl visiting well, a um, 21-year-old girl visiting just recently from the UK who just finished her nutritional therapy degree mm. and she was over at Isaac's place and she opened the pantry and looked in and she said, I have never seen a bachelor's pantry that looks like this. Yeah. <laughs> really? Unbelievable. She was, this is amazing. Yeah. And she was so impressed. Um, him and his housemate came over to visit and, and his housemate walks in. He goes, have you got some sauerkraut juice I could have? I've got a sore throat. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they're... They're really conscious of what they eat, what they put into their bodies, and it's just so nice to see with a 21-year-old. <laughs> Isaac, can you give us an example of what's in your pantry? Well, I've got the top, uh, the top shelf, at least, that I can reach without a chair. Um, <laughs> uh, or, or anyway, one of the t- ones there, it's basically heaps and heaps of spices and herbs. I've got all my um, little – obviously, they're not, you know, the best sort of ones you can get. I've got – they're mostly master foods, but, you know, all your rosemary <laughs> thyme, all your herbs, and, and, and then I've got, you know, good natural sea salt, good um, Aussie pepper, things like that. All of it's just in the top um, shelf there. And so she opened it and she looked at all of these jars of herbs and spices and salt and pepper and all that, and she's like, wow, you know. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, I've got, like, um, heaps of whole food ingredients, like rice and things like that, um, and just just stuff to just throw in, uh, eggs, things like that. Um, and then I've got, on the very bottom, I've got my drawer that's mostly just coffee because I'm a huge coffee lover. So, <laughs> so I've got bags of different types of coffee. and, and um, <laughs> But I think it was also um, she saw that you had supplements like, you know, GABA yep. and L-theanine and things yep. for, Charcoal. for your yep. um, mental health and for zinc and magnesium and all yep. that she was like wow <laughs> and camu camu vitamin c yeah, yeah. awesome good variety yeah. mate like that that's well yeah. done well done you know for for well you already know um you know how that supported you so you just you're staying in alignment with it you know do, do you ever find like you you get um distracted and maybe want to go and have something that uh, that you know is not going to serve you or you're pretty much um able to uh see that sort of thought and let it go well, to be completely honest, it's it's so embedded into my um, conscience now, which is funnily enough, because I mean, I, I can I can go to McDonald's and eat a burger and not have any instant um, symptoms that I notice straight away. I just know that it's not good for me, and I know that over time it's not gonna it's gonna mess me up again. Mm. So I just find. Like I just, I just can't, you know, all my friends will go to McDonald's and I might have a hash brown. Of course, there's still heaps of vegetable oil and rubbish in that. But, mm. but like I'll, I'll, I just, I just can't deal with the, 
the stress of going, oh, I can't believe I just ate a McDonald's burger yeah. the next day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and also I get, I still being 21, I still get pimples and stuff. So I'll have lots of pimples after I eat heaps of sugar and gluten. So, yeah. um, for me, that's enough of a, of a, um, <laughs> of a, uh, yeah, motivation as any, but, um, ultimately it's just because I've been taught and thanks to mum taught at such a young age, uh, what, what's good for my diet and what isn't. Um, I find that it's so much easier to follow now that I'm older, sort of train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's older, he won't depart from it. So, mm. do, <laughs> yeah. you, do you find, mate, that uh, you've lost a few mates because they're still doing the same stuff that you don't want to do anymore? I, I would personally say I, I definitely am very blessed with the types of friends that I've uh, that I have because none of them have ditched just because I'm not eating, just because I don't eat what they what mm. they um, eat on a daily basis. One of my friends, he's all about calorie counting and, and, um, he's, you know, he's doing a lot better, but we used to go to McDonald's and eat, and eat, um, Sundays and stuff when I was really slack. Then now that that's another story altogether, but I got slack again after a few years after and got, got pretty bad again anyway. But, um, but you know, and since I sort of started going a lot more healthy, he's almost taken up a lot of that as well, but, um, he's still, <laughs> he's still got a, a way to come as far as, you know, uh, our, our views on sugar and things like that. You know, we'll debate that occasionally and, and calorie counting and things like that. But oh, by and large, you know, my, a lot of my friends have gone, oh, okay, I see what I see where you're coming from there. I see how much you've changed and, you know, I'm not going to cut you off for that. So mm. um, I just won't, you know, my friends will go to McDonald's or somewhere and I just won't eat or just come and, you know, maybe drink an orange juice and that's about it. So <laughs> Yeah, you're very fortunate because, you know, what happens with uh, – with guys is we, we get this, you know, tribe of mates and um, if they're the drinkers or the ones that go to the bakery a lot and all that, if you if you break away from that, then sometimes you actually lose your, your, your friendship group. And um, I had to break away from a lot of the guys that regularly were drinking because I didn't want to do that anymore, you know. And yeah. um, I think a lot of them have come around, they actually understand and, and they're all, they, they sometimes confide uh, when they've, they've got an issue. But... But they need to be able to do the work to move through that stuff and actually understand the link that um, that may be getting masked by ego, uh, but the gut and the body, as we discussed, is smarter and it's giving them feedback that they're ignoring, you know. And um, yeah, um, yep. I think that's so common, unfortunately, in modern society because we've had we've had so much uh, distraction, so much um, mm. you know, uh, so much uh, diversion away from, from from being ourselves and who we really are, and you know, masking that with food and booze and that is um uh you know is is a trap and uh you know if you're brave enough to move away from it great but um but certainly you know be aware that uh, your friends uh sometimes maybe um a little bit uh you know attached to those foods and and that that bond that brings uh, that comes from those foods and the alcohol and that sort of stuff and that's a really tricky thing for a guy primarily to, to move away yeah. from so you know you, yeah go ahead yeah they often no, feel good. You're having a go at them because you're not doing. Yes, the absolutely. Same thing. Okay, mm. so I do. I do have somewhat to relate to that. Um, I, I would get teased a bit by my workmates for a while there um, because I went. I went back on gaps for intro gaps for about a week or two um, a couple of years ago. Just to reset. And, and yeah, and of course, if you've been on intro gaps, you know that you get absolutely. You know, your body's crying out for carbohydrates. And you're all you're really eating is meat and veggies and stocks and things. And so I'm so hungry by 10 a.m. in the morning. I'm having my second meal, mm. and I'm you know I, I stop I stop over in the uh, lunch room and I warm up my food. And one of my workmates comes in. He says, you know, you are not going to survive this sort of thing. And it's just you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's just people just yeah. If you're doing something different to them, you know, it's quite often you'll have a lot of that sort of 
you know negativity yeah i think so but but after a while all my friends sort of got on board and it was okay and my workmates were quite fine with it now too so it was just sort of at first i think it was harder for them to get used to it's just that period, sort of yeah. eating different yeah so so tell us uh it's the gaps diet uh, that you sort of pretty much endorse uh joe um it depends what people need i always say to them go whole food and just really um work on having slow carbs rather than fast carbs so no no refined sugars and flours and um refined vegetable oils and things like that but try to have foods that are as close to their natural state as possible so um you know a lot of vegetables good quality meat nothing with you know, no preservatives, additives, flavours, colours, that kind of thing. Um, nuts and seeds, fish, eggs, um, good fats, you know, that kind of thing. I say try and stick to that as much as you can. Drink lots of filtered water. Um, just really pull back on the sweet foods. And if you're going to have something sweet, flavor, uh, sweeten it with something natural like honey yeah. or coconut sugar or... Um, pure maple syrup or something like that like try to keep your the balance um more in favor of savory though and just have a sweet treat now and then so that's what most people are you know that's enough for most people um but some people are so unwell that there's so many whole foods that they actually can't eat because they just react to them Mm. so for instance um, if you're reacting to dairy or you're reacting to nuts or eggs or um, some people even, you know, to the salicylates in food so they can't have onion or garlic or cauliflower, just like some people have a very, very restricted diet and so whole food is not really going to work for them. They've got to actually treat the root cause and then work back to whole food. Mm. Um, so that's when you would do something like GAPS where you're pulling right back to very, very basic um, short-cooked meat stocks, soft meat, soft vegetables, um, and then slowly and good fats and slowly adding in um, foods little by little whole foods until you're back to a much more varied whole food diet. I used to be unable to eat any dairy, not even butter or ghee I would react to. Um, But once I worked on healing my gut, once we got to about the the one-year mark, that's when everything really started improving for me and I could have pretty much any dairy. Um, I'm still more about like fermented dairy, so yogurt, um, homemade sour cream, plus all the ghee and butter and things like that, a bit of pure organic cream. I don't really have a lot of dairy, um, but I can handle it now and that's a huge difference for me. Mm. I used to get so sick, Um, but it's just... It depends where you're at, but my my main um, advice is go whole food and then add in as many of the healing foods as you can, little by little. So start making the short cook, cooked meat stocks to help build up the gut lining. Um, start adding in the good fats. Start adding in egg yolks and eggs. Start bringing in fermented foods little by little. So um, a little bit of sauerkraut juice on your food at first and then start having some sauerkraut and start having some um, kefir and kombucha and things like that, just adding them in little by little. Um, And, yeah, people see huge changes just from doing that. So my cookbooks are focused on that way of eating. I've had people tell me they've 
they've got my cookbook and decided they're just going to cook only from that for a while and they've seen changes within weeks. Mm, there you go. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Tell me, what are the cookbooks and what's the name of the, the business that you, that you have? Um, my first cookbook was called Quirky Cooking and that one was actually written when Isaac was in his worst stage mm. and I was writing that with him sitting on my lap <laughs> crying. <laughs> um, uh, it, it came out in the middle of April 2014 and um, it went crazy and I was travelling all over Australia and overseas doing classes and workshops um, and dealing with all the stuff with Isaac. So that was a pretty crazy time. Um, that one was more, but like I said, at first I was more about reducing symptoms. So that one is more um, for food intolerances, mm -hmm. special diets. Mm -hmm. The second one is called Life-Changing Food. That one I did in um, collaboration with the Whole Food Chef and Food Writer in Sydney. Um, where we shared our stories of healing with food and um, it's much more of a gut health focused book but in a in a gentle way like just whole foods gluten-free a little bit of grains but not much um, and just really delicious recipes the third one is called simple healing food and that was released at the start of this year and it's a deeper dive into gut health and it's all um, recipes that you could eat on the GAPS protocol or just if you want simple sort of meat and veg t type, gentle, easy to digest kinds of recipes, that's the um, book to go for. Mm. So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of people tell me it's been very helpful for them with their healing journey. Did you ever think you'd be an author? No. <laughs> um Oh, no, I started a blog. Um, it was 14 years ago now in December. It was it was um, Boxing Day, 14 years ago, nearly 14 years ago. And I just we were living on a farm, and I was homeschooling the kids. And I just I felt like I lost myself a bit and didn't really um, have an outlet for me. And so I thought I'm going to start a blog and just start sharing my recipes and and what I'm learning about you know cooking for special diets. Um, and people, my friends used to say my food was a bit quirky and they'd make fun of me, so I called it quirky cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that just grew very organically. I think it just came at the right time. There was a lot of people looking for help with special diets, and um, I started getting people asking me if I would write a cookbook, and I'm just like, I, I don't know how to write a cookbook. I said, I'll, I'll do a calendar with 12 <laughs> recipes. <laughs> and um, But then the more I talked to um, I, I had just made a lot of friends in the health world just online and they all encouraged me to go for it and they helped me to get started and my first cookbook was published by Thermomix, which some of you probably have heard of. Um, and then it took off, yeah, and so that was the beginning. It was it was a bit of a shock to the system because I'm not a business person, I'm just a creative kind of homeschooling mum. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. yeah, look, you know, what a journey. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, you were probably brought up on a similar, similar diet to me, you know. Um, uh, the farm style, you know, food of the, you know, the meat and three yep. veg, but also lots of sugar and flour and yep. stuff, you know. So, yep. hard definitely. To, hard to break, hard to break uh, that habit, that's for sure. Yeah, baking every day, like, as in morning tea, afternoon tea, before bed, like biscuits, cakes, you know, yeah. all that, like you were saying. Supper. 
And, and do you know what? Like, like my dad's in a nursing home, and that's the way they still eat. Like, it's have a yeah. have a scone and jam and cream, but at, at eight o'clock, uh, yeah. you know, and they're getting six meals a day uh, primarily, and it's just, uh, you know, it's it's not not great when you when you're not moving and you're under fluoro lights all day and you're uh, you're getting oh. that sort of food. You know, your, your health's not going to be great. No, it's mm. not. This isn't. <laughs> so, so, so the, what's the website called? Quirky cooking, Q U R K Y, quirky, mm. as in odd. <laughs> and, and, and Isaac, what are, what are your plans? What do you want to do moving forward? Do you want to get more in that space? Are you happy to muck around doing IT work? Is that right? <laughs> I would like to to further my skills in IT. Currently, I'm working at a school and doing some formatting. So I, I help format their curriculum in Microsoft Word. So that's and also you know administration, answering phone calls, emails. It's a full time job. And it's, I really enjoy it. It's really right up my alley. But going forward, I would like to press into my IT skills a little more um, as far as interests go. Um, Languages. And I, I, I definitely want to be able to use foreign languages a bit more as well. And um, but, but I definitely do want to stay connected to the world of health just because this sort of almost as a tribute to all the work that mum's done for me and just, and just um, you know, just... It's, it really has made such a difference in my life and I want to be able to share that with other people. And it's, it's quite sad, especially in my own age group, and you know, my own peers, my workmates, my friends, how little people still know about the power of, of, of healing food. Mm. Um, and I wish, you know, I, I, get, I get to a place where I'm in my own little bubble, I'm happy, I'm healthy, and I don't share it with people. And then I, and then I feel ashamed. It's like, you know, these people are going through a hard time. I should, I should be able to be honest with them and say, hey, look, you know, diet getting on a good diet really helped me. I think it's worth a try for you. But then, you know, some days I'll just be like, no, I can't be bothered. Mm. But, you know, it's really something I want to try and be more, you know, active about with people and just say, hey, look, you know, this is what this, what helped me and, you know, it can mm. help you as well. Yeah. So I definitely want to stay in the health space, you know, doing things like this. When mum said there's a pop, someone wants to do a podcast, I was like, oh, I'd sign me up. You know, this is, <laughs> this is the sort of thing I'd love to do because I did so much more of it when I was younger, when I first um, – was back on track health-wise. 2016, which was a year after I came off medication, I think I went to Sydney th two or three times. I went to Adelaide. I went to Melbourne. I went to uh, – oh, we, I went all over Australia with mum. Yeah, speaking in Cairns with Pete Evans in 2015. And just in general, like, I was doing so much more of that sort of thing when I was younger. And then now that I've grown up and sort of, um, you know, moved on to other things in my life, I've, I've neglected – Working full-time and, you know, mm. preaching and things like that. I've sort of – gotten to a place where I, I've I've forgotten to to really you know um, support people with with health as well so it's something that I want to try and um, yeah really say in yeah. <laughs> that, if that's the thing, that question Jeez, mate, you you you're, you're only 21 you, your brain's still developing and you know there's so many young people that were probably that are probably still in the same oh in the same space that you were in many ways but unconscious of that and um yeah, I, I just think there's such a, a need for someone like yourself to be able to motivate other young people to be able to say, well, hey, if you're not feeling um, great or you're anxious or whatever, you know, maybe look at uh, what's what's going on, um, you know, with your food intake, and that might might help you. You know, has there been mm. an interest from schools to be able to engage you to go and talk to students? Um, so basically, I don't actually work directly with with any students for the most part. Um, so I work with the parents quite often in prep to nine with the work that I do. Um, and that's that's good. Um, so, yeah, but um, 
obviously actually no you're right one one i did get one chance one one young girl that was struggling with some health problems that was working to, uh, that was doing her school down on on the campus because i work in the distance education department um someone said hey have a chat to her just about what how you you know got better and and so i did and and yeah she was you know really open to the idea of diet and i think her parents were already working on some gut healing stuff mm-hmm. for her and and so I, I do get the occasional chance to to share that sort of thing with young people um, but it's mostly because I don't interact with them that much on a daily basis. I think I sort of have to go out of my way more so to do that. Well, I get a lot of messages from parents who are desperate with kids that are really sick. And whenever it's an OCD kind of anxiety thing and they've got a young person who is hesitant to change their diet or they don't want to be different than their friends, I often say, do you want to have a chat to Isaac? because I know he never minds. Mm. Um, and sometimes we'll just set up a phone call and the parent and the child will talk with me and Isaac just on the phone just to have a chat and so that they know um, it can be done and there's another young person out there who, you know, understands them and and got, went through what they are going through but came out the other side because when Isaac was so unwell, that's what helped him the most, I think, at first was to read other people's stories oh, that yes. went mm. through what he was going through. Because he thought he was all alone. He yeah. thought it was just him. Mm. And reading other people's stories and seeing that other people got well motivated him to try. And so that's why I say to him, you know, you've got to share that because that's how other people go, oh, okay, so it can be done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate. And, and so important, you know, I, I don't want to talk about mine journey much, but, like, I... I, I wrote a book about my experience and what I sort of went through, and that's actually helped a lot of guys out there, you know, just be able to pick it yep. up and do it in your own time, grab it, read it in your own time, and, uh, you know, see what I went through and see how I came out of that. And, and maybe if there's something in that for you that can help you, then then great. Yep. And it really has. It's been, been tremendous, you know, uh, to be able to sort of get a phone call or a message from someone to say, look, you know, I read this and... I'm doing this now, you know, thank you very much. And, uh, and that's that's part of our job as humans, I think, to be able to help empower others to to be yeah. be better people, yeah. Well, I always said to Isaac, you know, you go through things for a reason and when you come out of, it, out of it, you'll be able to help other people and that's what we're meant to do. I feel when we go through something that we find answers for, it's our job to help other people find mm. those answers too. Mm. Yeah, agree. That's right. And, um, you know, without, without forcing it, like, you know, a lot of people um, think that they're, 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 they've got the goose that laid the golden egg and they're basically they're trying <laughs> to push it down people's throats. But if you're, you know, you're humble about it and subtle about it and there's a message there for people when they're ready, they can come to that and, um, and start to make, uh, you know, choices for themselves. And I think that's where the growth is. If you're, and you think of school as an example, if you're getting forced to learn stuff, then then you are stressed, but if you're able to do it with ease in your own time, um, you know, and this is a, you know, a, a, a key part of it to be able to, you know, be able to, you know, I suppose, work things out yourself, that's so empowering rather than sort of having you know, things sort of forced upon you and that can really disempower you and, um, you know, yeah. good on Isaac for, for being able to, you know, I suppose, focus on, on his health and actually like really being engaged in the change because if mum was there trying to push him, then he maybe would have mm. pushed back. Yeah, for sure. It wouldn't have worked. No, that's right. No, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, parenting 101, I guess, isn't it, at the end of the day? So, yeah. yeah. Well, people often say, 
how to like my my children or my husband or whatever doesn't want a bar of this doesn't want to change the diet thinks it's all silly mm. uh, how can i help them i'm like sometimes people have to get desperate enough to want the help yeah um and you just you model it for them showing how it helps you by just doing it yourself and improving your health and then they start seeing that um and that can make a huge difference and that's usually you know how we work things we just do the best we can for our own health and when people ask then you've got that opportunity to help them mm. yeah, agree well i'm so grateful that you've been able to spend some time here on saturday morning having a, having a chat to me and uh what's next are you going to make a healthy breakfast or have you already eaten breakfast <laughs> i have already had some breakfast um <laughs> Yeah, it, it wasn't explicitly the healthiest thing in the world. I mean, it was it was all natural ingredients, but but uh, it was sort of you know sour, yeah, spelt sourdough toast with um <laughs> with the coconut sugar hot chocolate with you know, yeah anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, that's not too bad. In there, bit of a Saturday morning breakfast, but um, obviously a bit of a treat. But yeah, after, I will try and find something healthy for lunch. That's for sure. Yeah, good work. No, I'll, I'll go cook this afternoon, so I'm sure he'll be over to eat the food. What are, yes, you, what are yeah. you making, Joe? Um, I've got a cooking class with the Gut Health Program members online. So mm-hmm. we do a bulk cook-up at the end of the program where we do like two to three hours um, of cooking meals to get in the freezer. Yep. Um, so yeah, about six meals we're doing this afternoon. So usually when I finish that, I pick up the phone and tell the family and they all come and eat. <laughs> Amazing. So, so, so you... Have got this community online where people could actually like do a visual with you and they can make the food with you at the same time yes so i send out these and we all cook together online yeah Yeah. awesome that's beautiful isn't it yeah Yeah. so you can live (laughs) (laughs) with well no you use the technology and uh if it's there it's going to help a lot of people so really really appreciate the chat guys um thank you very very much and um i'm sure there's going to be plenty of people jump on quirky cooking have a look and i really encourage people to grab a cookbook and uh take to uh take to your wisdom and start to empower themselves to live healthier and happier lives so i really really appreciate it thank you for having us appreciate that yeah